This is Deep Dive. I'm Fei Fei. About two weeks ago, we delved into some of the problem-solving methods used by the Chinese government. We focused on what the national advisers have said about how to improve the protection of gig workers, and these are happening on a national level. And changes could take months, if not years, to be felt. But what about at the community level? Do they share a similar problem-solving process as on the national level? So I decided to speak again with my colleague Li Yunqi about this. This episode is brought to you on Friday, March the twenty-fourth. Hello, Yunqi. Hey, Fifei. The last time we talked, Yunqi, you told us how national advisers travel around the country, propose ideas to basically make China a better place. Right. And now we want to really check on what happens in communities locally. And then you said you found a very interesting example here in Beijing. So, can you tell us what did you find exactly? Sure. So there was this complaint in July last year from the residents in this community called Huayuting Community in Beijing's Changping District, and that complaint led to many rounds of mediation talks to resolve the complaint from the residents. So there was this group of residents from this community. They were objecting against a, a hospital that came out of nowhere in their community. There are nine buildings in total in that community, and、uh, building number one is reserved for public services.、Mm. And so part of that building is for the management office、uh, for providing services for the entire community of residents. And part of that building number one is also reserved for businesses. And companies, so the hospital bought the ownership of that part of the building number one, so they are legally allowed to run a business in that building. I need to clarify a bit here. So this is not like a very comprehensive, massive hospital we're talking about, and、uh, they also don't run their business in a residential building. But now this building is becoming the center of the dispute happening in the community.、Right. How exactly did the dispute arouse from this? The main issue is the lack of communication, because you can already tell from the description from those residents that this hospital came out of nowhere, so there was no any notice. At least there's no any. Obvious signs to tell、mm. the residents that we are going to have a hospital in our community. In summary, the problems that these residents have for this hospital are, first of all, health concerns, because even though it's a small hospital, it's still defined as a, a hospital, and if it's a proper hospital, that、uh, kind of leads to the question of medical wastes,、uh, medical disposals. And there's also the concern for radiation from the X-ray department. Then there's also the concern for safety issues because a lot of these residential communities in China are closed space. And、uh, by having a business in the community, will open the door to, let's say, strangers or people that do not belong to this community, and they will be able to enter here. And of course, there are some other minor issues such as the hospital use a. Industrial AC,、mm. which makes a lot of noise,、yeah. and that AC is located on the rooftop of the building number one, and so it's directly impacting the lives of,、uh, the, I mean, the noise and the gas exhaustion 
they are impacting the residents in the nearby buildings number two and number four. What are the residents really asking for here? Are they asking this hospital to move out of the community? That's a very interesting question because the hospital they are legally allowed to run a business there. I mean, everything from a legal standpoint is perfectly fine. And the residents they also they don't have a problem with the concept of having a hospital around because it does offer convenience. And the problem they have is this attitude, this uncooperative attitude from the hospital, because they are legally allowed. So, so they feel like there's no problem. But I think the issue is that since this business has moved into not entirely a residential area, but it's partly a、mm. residential area. So they and the residents, I mean, the business and the residents, they have become neighbors in a sense, and that requires communication to solve the issues. The complaints were mostly coming from the residents in building number two and number four because these are the two buildings that are adjacent to building number one, and they were try to overthrow the legitimacy of this hospital from a legal standpoint. They found some minor violations of、mm. the hospital, such as the exterior wall of this entire community used to be light yellow. But this hospital repainted the exterior of this building number one into white and gray. It's something very minor, but、yeah. it, it kind of.、Uh, but that breaks the regulation on some level.、Uh, on some level, and it also kind of breaks the trust. The hospital claims they reported this change of exterior to the Commission of Urban Planning,、mm. but、uh, the residents later found out the answer that the hospital got from the commission was actually no. They can't change the exterior. Still went ahead and, and did it, but now with all these disputes and disagreements happening, different sides in this argument all have their legal standing point. So who is going to bring them together and to really sit down and clear out this miscommunication, misunderstanding, and really be able to talk in a sensible and rational manner about their concerns? I think we can kind of tell it's quite a complicated issue because it's a legitimate business, but it's kind of creating, let's say,、um, uneasiness or、mm. discomfort for the residents. And so there has been many rounds of mediation and talks. There were the mediation organized by local governments, the subdistrict offices, for several rounds. And then there was a third party involved, a TV program that also kind of focused on resolving disputes between citizens,、mm. community residents, and the last and final mediation. I mean, by which finally something was accomplished, was supported by that TV program. So they were not this TV show. Well, you mentioned there are rounds of mediation happening. Between、right. these community residents, between the businesses, and also the governments are also involved. But why is this particular TV program able to finish this communication platform and really push for solution? Yeah, sure. I think very short and sweet. This program is called、uh, One Step Forward. It's a TV program from、uh, BRTV. That kind of builds this com- communication platform for people having conflicts, so they can talk with each other and find a common ground to resolve disputes. For a very long time, this program has had a very high viewership. It's the top three programs on Sunday evenings in terms of the viewership nationwide. 
most importantly, I think by making this into a TV program, the problems, the issues, the conflicts, the communication process, and most importantly, the solutions. They kind of provide a valuable lesson, information、mm. for people who might kind of run into similar situations in the future. You're saying that the TV program is able to invite people among the residents, someone from the hospital. Yeah, actually, the owner of the hospital. Ah,、uh, and also there is a third party, the property management company. Yeah, and there are also representatives,、uh, officers from several、uh, government bureaus and bodies. The filming is basically centered these three sides, I guess, in this disagreement. Yes. So, how did they start the program? Is it like a regular debate? I think it's almost exactly like like a debate because、mm-hmm. uh, the TV program, the subdistrict government offices. They are not liberty to help each side because the business is legally right, and the concerns from the, the from the residents they are also legitimate. Ultimately, it was a debate between the residents and the hospital trying to defend their legal rights. The residents they actually eventually found a way to challenge the legitimacy of this hospital. So the hospital registered twenty ward beds. With a health commission, because this number twenty is the minimum requirement for starting a hospital.、Mm-hmm. If you have less than twenty ward beds, then you sh- you can only be health community center or a clinic. And when this hospital went to the, this commission of ecology and environment, the hospital registered only fifteen beds. <laughs> when they start a new hospital, they also need to register with this commission of. Ecology and environment, but when they did go there, they only registered fifteen beds. This number twenty is kind of like a, a threshold between different levels of、uh, process. Can we understand as are they sort of double dipping here that they want to be a big hospital, at least bigger than a clinic? Yes. But at the same time, they're not willing to pay for the prizes to be a Legit- legitimate hospital. Kind of, but I think the goal of this hospital is not about is not in terms of price,、mm-hmm. uh, but in terms of complexity. So when you go to the Commission of Ecology and Environment, as a hospital, when the number of your ward beds exceeds twenty and it's below four hundred and ninety nine, you will have to provide quite extensive materials and documents, and there will also be an on site. Assessment process to evaluate the impact to the surrounding environment and neighborhood.、Mm. So the hospital went to the health commission with twenty beds, but then went to the ecology and environment commission with only fifteen beds. The owner of the hospital claims that he can do this, but there were officers from both commissions at the mediation process. So the answer from the health commission. Is that if the hospital really operates less than twenty beds, then it's not a hospital. Then it can only qualify, lose the qualification as a hospital, and can only be a clinic. So were the residents able to overthrow the legitimacy of this hospital by using this sort of loophole that they created? Yeah, exactly. It's a loophole that this hospital was trying to go for. But I wouldn't say it's able to overthrow the legitimacy because all the hospital needs to do. Is to resubmit its application to the Commission of Environment and Ecology with over twenty beds. But all these are just procedural concerns. The real concern is that the officer from the Commission of Environment and Ecology 
who was also at present at the mediation, he says that if this number goes over twenty, then there will be an on-site assessment, and this assessment will also take into account the objection and a strong objection from the neighbors. But they were not able to ask the hospital to move out of this building. It just take a longer period of time for evaluation and maybe reassessment. Not exactly. What the officer from the Environment and Ecology Commission was implying is that if there is such a strong objection from the neighbors, then it will impact the result that the hospital or the kind of approval that the hospital can get from their commission. And that might impact the business, or maybe let's put it in simple words, that might be able to lead to the eventual solution、uh, for the residents to kind of overthrow、mm. or kind of to evict, kick this, kick this hospital out from this area. And that's when the hospital owner starts to be cooperative, and that's when he gave an apology to the residents for not listening to. Their concerns. Ah, so the residents wasn't asking them to leave. Really, they're、exactly. not trying to kid it out. They were never against having a hospital around, and most of the objection actually came from the residents in num- in building number two and four.、Mm-hmm. So most other residents, they are okay. They are, they actually welcome it, including some residents from neighboring communities because they they also want a hospital that's closer and nearby. So there were residents from. Six buildings that weren't against having a hospital nearby. Yes, there were also residents from these two buildings. Right, who have a very strong opinion yeah, about right, this hospital because they are right next to this building number one. So they don't want this hospital in the neighborhood. They want to kick this hospital out. <laughs> But were they able to do it? Not exactly. I mean, they were. I mean, the 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 issues that they had with this hospital were like. Health concerns, like how they treat, how they dispose their medical wastes, and a more direct one is having strangers coming in and out of this community, and also because of the large industrial AC on the rooftop, so the the, the noise and the gas exhaustion they are making lives harder for people living right next to building number one. It's not because they don't want a hospital, but because、uh. of these more direct issues. But now. As you said, the owner of the hospital start to make compromises. Does that mean that they can now find a common ground? Yeah, I think that's the exact point for let's say this TV program. I mean, in this case, this hospital is not in the wrong、mm. because it legally purchased. It puts down eighty million Chinese yuan for the property for the for the ownership of the real estate,、mm. and it also brings benefits. Because the health commission actually did a research on this neighborhood, there are eighty-nine thousand residents in the area, with only three private-funded hospitals and six community health centers. So they together offer about like two hundred and twelve ward beds. So that means two point three six for every one thousand people in this area, which is lower than the Beijing average. So it's not sufficient medical resources. Yes, that's why the health commission, at the first place, they gave the green light to this hospital. And now, with 
the TV program's help and also with the residents voicing their concerns. Well, and finally being able to find out they they kind of went through a loophole. So can we say that the residents win this fight? Yeah, they eventually they did win if the focus is on solving the apparent issues. And the owner was finally sincere in offering an apology and making corrections to its business. So that includes, remember, the industrial ACs, they were on top of the rooftop. The owner relocated that industrial AC to the ground floor, and it's on the side of the street. So it doesn't impact the residents. And also, the building has like a windows, doors to all directions. And that's why the residents were having problem with like the safety issue. So the hospital sealed off all the windows and doors to the inside part of this community. From then on, the patients can only enter that building through the door that's adjacent to the street. And of course, there are also other issues that, that were never an issue to start with, like concern for radiation. And so the owner explained that the X-ray machine is in the underground floor, and it's also in accordance with uh, industrial regulations. So there is never a concern for radiation. So all the miscommunication, misunderstanding, and the concerns have been cleared with the mediation coming from this TV program. So I want to look at this TV program you said called One Step Forward. One Step Forward. And pretty much, I think it shows us how really problems can be solved in the community. The example you told us is apparently a successful one, and we are seeing a very positive final result. But I'm also wondering, were there ever cases that the different sides of this argument just couldn't find a common ground? What were the channels that are available for people to really can speak directly to you and can really seek for solutions to their concerns and problems? Yeah, sure. I think anyone living in China, they would be very familiar with this number, like one, two, three, four, five. Very easy, very catchy, easy to remember. And that's a hotline set up directly by the government, which kind of provides a 24-7 services and answering. And you can reach out to this department, to this call center, through phones, emails, text messages. And uh, they also offer smartphone application. They also have official accounts on the major social media platforms like WeChat and Weibo. You tell me, like, for example, if I have a complaint myself and I want to call this one, two, three, three four, four five. five hotline, how does it work? Yeah, so there will be a call center and they are not personally responsible for, I mean, solving the problems you have, but they do record your problems and then assign the plaint to the according to the relevant uh, government bureau mm -hmm. when there's a specific accountability. And when there's not a specific or a clear responsibility, then they might assign your complaint to the district government or sub-district governments. Does that mean that my problem are guaranteed to be solved? I wouldn't say it's determined to be solved, but you will at least get a feedback. So it sounds like a really big call center, really, considering we have like millions of residents here in Beijing, at least. I mean, if, yeah, if you're going to run a country like China, then like 1.4 billion population. And in the major cities like Beijing, Shanghai, Guangzhou, Shenzhen, I think there are plenty of cities in China that surpass 
tens of millions of、uh, residents. I think the real issue here is immediacy, like how fast,、mm-hmm. and also when 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 you have like、uh, different levels of governments, and、uh, also the commissions, the bureaus, they also have district levels and sub district levels. When you have so many. The responsibilities coming from all these government bureaus, kind of intertwined, mixed together, it's very difficult to assign to match the complaint with the targeted government bureau, and that's why the for the very first time in two years ago in 2021, there was a new regulation legislated in Beijing's Municipal People's Congress, and well, I don't have a translation for that、uh, catchy. Regulation is called Jiesujiban, and its literal meaning in English is like, upon receiving a complaint, provide a solution for the problem immediately. I will take that as the core concept from this new regulation, because as I explained, having such a big number of citizens and match their complaints with such a big number of government bureaus will be a headache. Even though the government has been trying to streamline the process. And try to better match the two ends. There will also be times that maybe this complaint was assigned to the health commission, but then it, in the case of that hospital, it also involves the commission of ecology and environment. And、uh, in more cases, it requires the effort from not just one bureau, but like collective solution from several commissions. There is one key clause from that regulation, which is accountability on the first respondent. Let's say the call center assigned this complaint to transport commission, but it turned out it's not within the、uh, responsibility of this commission, or this commission will require assistance, cooperation from several other departments. But in the past, the reason why some of the complaints take time to resolve is because of this complicated、uh, responsibility system. But in this new regulation, it identifies the first respondent as the one that's accountable for this complaint. So whoever receives this complaint, then this department has the responsibility to follow through this complaint, even if it doesn't fall within its own jurisdiction. Like you said, is the first such regulation in China? Yeah, because if you are like perfecting or making adjustment to the existing laws. Then it's easier, but if you're creating something out of thin air, something completely new, it'll be much more difficult. And there was a lot of like voices from different parties, from both people who answered the hotlines, just regular citizens. So there was plenty of these voices heard, taken into account during the process of legislation. To be exact, the legislation process consulted eleven thousand deputies at Beijing's People's Congress. And collected over nine thousand suggestions from sixty-seven thousand citizens and staff members from these sub-district offices who kind of deal with people's problems at the front line. And、um, one of the issues that during this lawmaking process is to to handle these calls efficiently is that there are citizens that make like petty complaints. There will even be people that make harassment calls. And、uh, that's kind of a waste of、uh, public resources, right? So this discussion kind of led to the issue of anonymity. And、uh, if you really wanna kind of avoid people making such calls, maybe taking anonymity 
out of this process might be an efficient solution. So that's why the hearing process kind of phoned back about like 40 random citizens that used to call this number one, two, three, four, five. So they were consulting the, their opinion from regular citizens. The feedback from the citizens was that uh, even though efficiency is important, it's also, it's actually more important for the citizens to feel safe. So the eventual legislation didn't include unreasonable and malicious for categorizing those phone calls. So it's still respecting this boundary or this anonymity rights for the phone callers. Thank you, Yunqi. Thank you, Fei-Fei. In making a decision collectively, some would argue that it's impossible to make everybody happy. People try to find sensible solutions through dialogue and sometimes even arguments. The goal is really to find some common ground and for everyone to feel that their voices have been heard and their stances considered. And this is what we call democracy. That brings us to the end of this episode of Deep Dive. If you like what you just heard, you can follow us on your podcast platform to search for Deep Dive. You can also leave comments to tell us what you want to know about China and beyond. This episode is brought to you by me, Fei Fei, and my colleague Zhang Zhang. Special thanks to CGTN radio reporter Li Yunqi. I'll see you in the next one.